I'm Holly Sexton, and riding shotgun is my partner, Megan Stith. And this is the Boss Lady Podcast, brought to you by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, people helping people. At Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, we've got your back through all of life's biggest moments. Like when your daughter looks in the mirror at the bridal shop and says, This is the one. When you walk through a home that you want to make your own. This is the one. Or when he tours the campus for the first time. This is the one. Fort Knox Federal Credit Union has money to lend for each of life's precious moments with low-rate loans for every celebration. Stop by a branch or visit fortknoxfcu.org for more information. Equal opportunity lender. I'm Holly Sexton with the Boss Lady Coaching Podcast, and we are now on iTunes. Woo! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love this from an idea to iTunes yeah, concept because, yeah, all of this started not that long ago, two years, and we were talking about, wouldn't it be cool if we were you know, just slowly taking over the world. And yeah, you did all the hard work. I can't even, I can really like turn my iPhone on, much less figure out how to post a podcast series to iTunes. So well, that was not me. It's easy because you just go to your iTunes or go to the podcast app on your iPhone, push it and then type in or key in boss lady coaching search and you'll see our be the boss logo megan made the logo it's that gorgeous tiffany blue color it is super easy to find because i could find it i just could never figure out in a million years how to post all the episodes (laughs) there but it's great because you can subscribe and it'll let you know when we've got new episodes but what i've really enjoyed is going back and listening to some of the ones that uh because we haven't had this now for a while yeah and as we talk about oh yeah we did yeah we had this great guest and we covered this tough topic it's kind of like reliving all of them now and it is kind of surreal to be driving around and hearing your own voice come out of the car so I'm trying to ignore that, that. <laughs> you are you're getting really brave yeah. with that, which is fantastic so I'm trying to practice what I preach of okay gonna listen and not pick it to death and um, just enjoy the content so we're loving it and hoping that it reaches even more boss ladies and um, really appreciate y'all sharing writing helping spread the word because now it's easier than ever to listen yeah and you'll get notifications if that that's how you set up your settings so you don't even have to look for it anymore that's what I need just appear (laughs) I'm glad to have now um, something more productive than I listen to a lot of bachelorette podcasts like in the bachelor franchise which is this is Megan's moment of weakness on record today so I'm like now this is something more professional and productive use of my time than having to listen to recap of bachelor episodes which is mindless entertainment but it's good as you're decompressing after a long day yes guilty pleasure for sure and that's allowed but along with all your other podcasts subscribe to boss lady coaching on itunes today we are very happy to be back in a different floor we're in the basement now or we're in the bottom floor now of fort knox federal credit union and jill cram is with us she's vice president of human resources and this is the first time we've had a, a, a vp of human resources or hr in general i know that's what we were talking about just before we came on of all the great guests we've had and how they've all been slightly different, but this one really is because so much of what we talk about, whether it's through the blog or um, our social media presence, it's all about um, a lot of it's focused on careers and work and that work-life balance and um, intended also for women who might not officially be bosses of a company, but leaders in their own way and trying to help them develop leadership skills. And despite all of that, we've never really had a topic with somebody with HR expertise to be able to weigh in on. So we're excited to talk with Jill about about culture and, and some of the things that you've done here at the credit union. But before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Sure. Um, let's see. I am, uh, let's see, actually, I am a 20 plus year banker before I came to the credit union. Um, I was actually with a small community bank in Barchtown, Kentucky. Uh, then I went on to um, a bank in Louisville. Uh, then I came to the credit union. I've been here for two years, and I can honestly say it has been an incredible experience working for a credit union um, as opposed to the bank. Uh, you know, when we say we work for our members, we really work for our members, uh, which, you know, talking about culture, uh, when you really start to, to embark on a journey where you're trying to build a very positive um, culture, your employees want purpose. And one thing that working for a credit union really gives our employees is purpose. Um, I have a degree from Eastern Kentucky University in um, business administration with an emphasis in human resources. I also attended the Graduate School of Banking at the University of Wisconsin 
at some point in the 2000s. I'm not even sure exactly when that was. That's a blur, right? (laughs) Yes, it was. It was quite a blur. Um, And have been in human resources pretty much since I graduated um, from, from college. Uh, I feel very, very fortunate because when I was go- was in college, I worked at a couple of banks being a teller, um, actually even opening up new accounts. So I feel like that gave me a really good grasp on, you know, what customer service is and what, um, you know, what the customers are looking for when they come in into a bank. So I feel like that gave me a really good foundation to work with. So it sounds like HR kind of found you, maybe more so than starting out thinking that was the route you wanted to pursue. So how did that evolution happen? Because I know a lot of folks, um, it's got to be challenging being in HR. I'm trying to find a nice way to say this, but like you see people at their best and you also see people in really difficult situations. So right. how did this attract you to, to take on a career field in HR? You know, I would probably say uh, as part of my college experience, I had a professor. Um, he was very influential um, in terms of really getting me um, interested in human resources. So when I even graduated from college, I kind of knew that that was the the position I wanted to, to go into. Now, I will say over the course of 20 plus years, it's evolved um, quite a bit. And, you know, going in kind of uh, to more of what I would call an administrative role and proving yourself that, you know, you, you, can set you need to set at the table you want to be in a leadership role you know that uh, that in itself is a challenge Um, and when I say human resources has evolved it really has evolved from um, kind of this administrative type of um, career into more of a strategic career and less and and keep it legal but also the human element there well I I wouldn't say kinder gentler but seems less rigid well you know and I think people are organizations are are focusing more on culture now and they are focusing more on the employee experience and because of that you the 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 HR leader really needs to be involved from a strategic perspective because your strategy kind of sets what your culture is within an organization. And so, you know, when I say it kind of moved from this administrative where you were the paper pusher, right? What what did they call it years ago? Personnel? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Personnel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sounds intimidating. Yeah. Personnel. Personnel. I mean, so you were the one, you know, you were the one that kind of put documentation into somebody's files. You helped them fill out paperwork. Um, you know, so really, again, it was kind of this, uh, you know, you did the payroll, you, which is important. Believe me, people like to get paid. And so on payday, you're pretty much everybody's favorite person. <laughs> um, but, you know, you were the one that really pushed you push the paper. And so, um, again, ha- having the opportunity to work for an organization where, you know, our, our CEO at the first bank that I was at, um, he made the, he made all the decisions. Um, and then a new CEO came in and ultimately he kind of, um, he empowered other leaders within the organization to be the decision makers. And I was lucky enough to be a part of that. Um, and was able to kind of grow with the bank, again, from that strategic perspective and move into more of a strategic position. So, Well, I think there's so many people that think employee culture is all about like trying to be like Facebook where you have like the game room and the, the you know, the cushy benefits of trying to keep us millennials happy. <laughs> but it's sometimes much more simple and little things that I noticed um, even as coming in here today that you have a lactation room here. And props to you guys for that because I think that sends such a great message. And did you look at it? I did didn't, you? but I, um, be I'd sure be happy to, to look you. at it. I mean, and we did. We made it comfortable. There's a, there's a nice, cozy, little comfy chair in there, um, a place to prop your feet up. Uh, you know, nice pictures on the wall, a refrigerator there for our new mothers to um, store their milk 
you know, before they leave for the day. So those are the types of things that do create this incredible, incredible culture. And, um, I, and I will have to say, you know, I've been fortunate enough since I've been here at the credit union to really be a part of an evolution, um, in, in our culture. We've, um, I can't remember how long I was here and I went to Ray Springsteen and said, I want to put in, um, an employee engagement committee. And he was all for that. So we um, actually had people submit applications to be a part of our employee engagement committee. We meet once a month. We talk about what are some of those things that we can do to enhance the employee experience. Um, We have what we call Foodie Fridays here, where we have a food truck come in, (laughs) and we set up tents out back, and um, they play cornhole. So those are part of the the fun aspects of of what we do. Um, We talked earlier, even before we started here, about uh, recognition and rewards. And although it's a small thing, one thing that we did was we, we ordered little praise pads, that we put um, in each one of our departments and they're like high fives and thank yous and we encourage our employees not well managers not to just thank their employees for a job well done but to actually thank people um, across departments various departments for things that they've done and so it it is such a great feeling when you get a high five Mm -hmm. in a inner office envelope from somebody it just it means a lot that you know that you've impacted them enough for them to say thank you I really appreciate that and recognition is valued by different people in different ways but it's hard to imagine that not meaning something when you get that note that you weren't expecting or um, I know when we were recently at New Beginnings Family Services up in Louisville doing our Facebook Live and that last podcast episode we recorded as we were leaving and and that's what's so cool too about what we get to do is going into all these different organizations and seeing how they do things. They had a on a, um, a table in their entryway different cups with different employees names on them and there were um, notepads available that if a customer or a client wanted to leave a kudos for somebody they could do so anonymously and and it was just so neat how all of these things are kind of dovetailing into into the conversation we're having today of the fact that it doesn't have to be a huge expensive undertaking where you have to give everybody a plaque every year or um, some of the more traditional ways we think about recognition that it could just be you know if we really value the customer how are we making sure that ultimately that customer has the ability to also be part of that recognition. That's great. I, I like that it idea. It was a cool idea. Yeah. So I like that idea. I might have to take that. <laughs> I think I snapped a picture of it because I thought it was so cool, so I can share that. And that's what the Boss Lady Network is about, is yeah. about hearing these things yeah, and implementing yeah. them and then coming back with feedback. Yeah. So how's your committee going? So great. Yeah, we've had a lot, a lot of really great ideas. Um, one thing that we actually did last year was we had our first annual um, what we call See You Evolve. Um, and it's just kind of, again, celebrating the evolution of the credit union. Um, it was an all-day off-site event for all of our employees. Um, we kind of planned that event. We had a... Um, guest speaker come in kind of a motivational speaker to get us all hyped up for the day we had you know a a breakfast lunch Um, we had various presentations throughout the day we had fun skits Um, we even had uh, Ray Springsteen agreed to dress up and kick off our wellness program for us as Richard Simmons so how did we not get invited to this (laughs) I have to see photos. There, uh, there's, there one on, there's one on the wall right over there when we, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will try to take pictures of this for our listeners if we legally can yes. without getting in trouble and getting booted from the credit union for life. But you yeah, can't have fun was, at work. It doesn't He was a such a great, great sport about that. So we did. We had so much fun. Um, it was great for our employees to have the opportunity to kind of see Ray and that light, um, you know, to really kind of humanize him to the employees, which again is kind of part of that culture. Let's, you know, we're all one team. um, And so we just, we wanted to come together and have fun together. And it turned out to be a great day. We are in the process of planning our second annual 
uh, see you evolve. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping we can talk the Richard Simmons. What can we make Ray dress up as? Send in your nominations. Uh, the Rock. Yeah. Uh, the Rock. What is it? Roddy Piper. I want him to do professional wrestling of some yes. sort. Oh, you know, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yes, pretty, yes, that's it. That's it. Or yeah. snap into a Slim Jim or something like that. That'd yeah. be great. So, you know, we talk a little bit about culture, and it's funny because um, one of the first things that we did as a, as a senior manager team when we started on this journey um, related to culture was we had several meetings where you know we talked about you know what what are our corporate values going to be you know what kind of symbolizes the behaviors that our employees have today and what what behaviors are really important um, to our members and so you know, we pushed each other, we challenged each other, we selected five simple words, five simple words that people can remember. Um, those are passionate. You know, of course, you always want your employees to be passionate about what they do and be passionate about um, the purpose of, of the credit union. Learning driven is another one. Um, you know, we always want our employees seeking opportunity to learn more. Um, and, you know, one very important aspect to the learning driven value is we, you know, we don't just post the values up on the wall. We have actually grown our learning and development department from um, two individuals, a manager and a trainer to five in a year. So we've expanded that learning department in order to have the opportunity to offer more um, to our employees from a learning perspective. Um, connected, you know, we want our employees to be connected with one another. We want them to be connected with the community. We want them to be connected with the membership. Um, so being connected is very important. Selfless, that's another one. It's very important. We feel like for our employees to be selfless, always putting others first, um, because that's really kind of what you do when you work in the credit union, always putting others first. And then fun is our core, last core value. I love and that. that we, just makes me happy to hear Yes. That. And we, pu- you know, it was a push. It was a push and a challenge um, for some of us on the VP team. Uh, you know, the, the credit union has been very conservative for, for many, many years. And it was kind of hard to fun what does that mean like so that mean like you're playing jokes on each other all the time does you know when do you know do people know when to stop having fun um, and ultimately we decided you know this is part of who we want to be this is part of who we are this is part of who we want to be and so I think it was a you know our employees really um relate to what our values are and they have really embraced them um, they are celebrating them individually in their departments. They have value walls plastered up everywhere, um, and they're having so much fun doing it. And, uh, you know, to me, that has just been the, the best reward um, of all so far in rolling out kind of a new corporate, corporate values to our employees. And it's, you know, the other part of that is, Um, everything you do kind of relates back to what your values are. That's how you create and cultivate a culture where people want to be a part of your organization. Um, So when you hire people, you hire based on what your, what your values are. When you do your onboarding, your onboarding package is part of it exemplifies what your values are. Any performance management or performance reviews, you know, um, that's, it's all about your values. So everything we do, reward, recognition, is kind of centered around our corporate values and this culture that we have, have um, tried to create here at the credit union. I think for businesses, as they all try to scale and succeed and grow, the key to all of that, it's not necessarily a brilliant strategy, but it's talent. It's, we all are fighting for the best and the brightest and the greatest team players and those who are willing to put in that extra effort. And uh, it says a lot that you guys recognize that and that you know people also want to be treated like people, which means we can enjoy our jobs and that's not a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that I think has, you know, it was, it, I, 
I don't, I'm not going to say our employees needed permission to have fun. They didn't need that. But I think this just kind of opened up that opportunity for them to say, okay, you know what? They think it's okay for us to have fun. And um, and they, the one thing I've seen is they shared that fun with one another. So um, that's been, you know, kind of exciting to one day I was sitting in my office and uh, somebody just walked in with a box of popsicles. You want a popsicle? You know, that is kind of part of this culture that we want to create, just kind of sharing among different departments and, um, you know, just kind of, I don't just creating again this this culture mm-hmm. of where we all kind of have fun and we're connected with one another and so that's kind of mm-hmm. what we tried to do here. So for people who are shareholders, people who are really into numbers, what's the correlation between a healthy environment like what you're describing and profit and productivity? So, um, you know, Gallup gives all kinds of statistics related to how the more engaged your employees are, the more productive they are. Um, and I'm thinking it might be about 28% more productive if they're engaged. And being engaged, me, you know, when you are engaged with your organization, that just means that, you know, you love to come to work every day. You truly believe in the, the purpose that drives um, the business. And, you know, you really just kind of love what you do and it shows in everything you do. I think when you think about any experience, say, that you've had with, um, I'll use Southwest, for example. You know, you go on their flights, their employees are fun. You know, so you know they have created this this incredible culture there, and it shows in everything that they do. And so, you know, you might choose to fly Southwest because of the experience that you had there. And we know that our employees are, of course, the, the face of the organization, and they, you know, they drive our member experience. So we want for our employees to have very positive um, and very good experience, and it does make them definitely more productive. 28% more. I can't remember if that, don't quote me on that. I'm going to, now that's we'll going to che- no, 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 we'll fact check it. You're good. We'll do a fact check. 23, 28, somewhere in there, but. More than you would yes. be otherwise. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, again, the more engaged your employees are with the organization, you know, the the higher the productivity. Because it's very obvious if you love what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty obvious that, to me that you all love what you do. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'm kind of great, excited about it. Yeah. Who, uh, he, he gives me a hard time of, I'm usually like the first one there and one of the last to leave. And we have a friendly banter of like, he'll keep telling me to go home and I'll keep telling him, leave me alone. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> and you know, I'm it's having fun. Yeah. It's like, I promise it doesn't look like it, that typing this email is fun. But like, I mean, I, and this has just always been my philosophy. It was my dad raised me growing up saying that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life That's and and I think when you learn to love work maybe it's because I've had jobs that I didn't love <laughs> I've cut tobacco and I've done oh retail I don't even talk about that. that's a whole other but like when I've <laughs> retail yes, when you when you've done things that make you appreciate and learn the value of work and that you know you can do just about anything it it becomes really special when you find that thing you enjoy and you have that environment that allows you to be who you are while making a difference so it sounds like you guys have really found that sweet spot of uh, yes there's rules and things you have to do in a credit union but I I just love the fun focus because um, and y'all know I need no license to be fun (laughs) here's your permission yes Megan's just who she is and the world has to deal with it to some extent but um, you know that idea of we want you for who you are and I think as generations in the workplace change that's going to become more and more attractive for you all yeah it's it, it, it is a journey and we will continue um on this journey uh the you know m- one of my favorite quotes is um and to enjoy the ride and you know there really are no destinations in life and um you know i use the analogy of you know if you've ever gone on a road trip uh, you know with 
my dad, even when we were younger and kids, you get in the car and the, it's all about the destination of where you're going. You better take a potty break before you get in the car because we're not going to take any between here and there. And, you know, with the snacks will be in the back because we're not going to stop and get any snacks. You know, but part of life is really kind of enjoying the journey between where, you know, here and the destination. And so we're enjoying the journey. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it, it it's, shows. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been great. For um, maybe our listeners who are in maybe not an HR specific position, but in other roles within organizations, large or small, for things that they could do pretty easily to improve culture in their organizations? Um, probably, you know, just be really clear on kind of what the strategy is. Um, you know, your strategy, again, kind of drives your culture. Your employee experience drives your culture. And, you know, I'm, I, I will definitely say that if your employees aren't happy, then, you know, you're, you're definitely, you're going to have a really negative and bad culture um, within your organization. So, my suggestion, first thing you would do is really get a pulse on how your employees feel about the organization. Are they happy? Are they satisfied? Because that's important. Are they engaged? Because that's important. Um, you know, there are surveys you can take to ask them how they feel. And here's the thing. If you're going to do surveys and if you're going to ask your employees how they feel about things, then you have to be prepared to make changes because it does absolutely no good to gauge kind of, you know, what the temperature is um, of the organization if you have absolutely no plans of, you know, turning the thermostat up or (laughs) turning that thermostat down. So be prepared when you um, survey your employees that that you're all you really mean that you're going to go about making changes what about anonymity with that thumbs up thumbs down um so definitely if uh, I, I feel like employees have a tendency to be more honest if they feel like that they're unknown um it, just because I think there's always a little um nervousness around being honest uh, you know typically what I see is people are the most honest when they're exiting the organization you can glean a lot of information through exit interviews even you know why are people leaving the organization um, because again they'll be most of them will be very very honest with you when they're leaving they will tell you why I think respectfully leaving. honest yes yeah yes I well not always but <laughs> not always. <laughs> HR story yeah. after dark <laughs> But most of the time, they will be very honest. Um, That's so a good every, place to start if you aren't already doing some kind of survey work on a larger scale. Yeah. I mean, to find out why are people leaving the organization? You know, are they going somewhere for, uh, you know, better benefits? Are they going somewhere for better pay? So, again, and you, you know, you have to be prepared because all of those are part of the employee experience. People care about their pay. People, of course, you know, they have bills to pay. So, Granted, yes, it's important that you do something you love, but you know they have they want to bring home a paycheck to be able to pay the bills and benefits. You know that's very important to a lot of employees too. They want to have good health insurance, um, you know, good dental insurance, be able to put braces on their kids if their kids need braces. So all of those things are very very important to the overall employee experience. I'm hearing a lot about a communication too making sure that everybody knows what's up, you know, and how do you communicate most effectively? Is it email, memo, like what, what's the best well, way that's to interesting. reach people? So, yeah, what's, yeah, how are you communicating? So right now, primarily, our main, uh, our main way of communication is through email, but we all, I, I feel like we're kind of drowned in email communication. Um, we have an intranet site right at this moment, but it's really kind of, it's really just kind of a hub um, for information if you have a question about a certain policy or a certain procedure, if you need a link to, say, the um, your, your paycheck, all those things would be contained out on our intranet. So you kind of have a DOD, Department of Defense kind of 
hub, like you said, where people can go that's specific to the credit union. Yes. So it's not some generic one that the insurance company created. Or well, no, something. no. And it we, we manage this in-house. Um, one thing that we are doing, and I actually had a call right before you all came today, related to we are in the process of um, creating a new intranet site um, that will be incredibly dynamic it will be a great communication tool for us Um, we'll be able to share videos we'll be able to share stories Um, we're hoping to set it up where it's a little more social um, where we'll allow our employees to have interaction with one another we'll allow our employees to kind of recognize and reward you know and praise each other out through our intranet site so this is a big project that I'm working on mm-hmm. um, right now we've contracted with a, um, a dynamic intranet platform provider and so we're really really excited because you know when you have as many when you have branches like we do that are all over the state of Kentucky it's really hard for those branches that are an hour away or an hour and a half to away to kind of feel connected to the mothership this kind of being the mothership and so we feel like an, a very very um, dynamic and intranet tool will hopefully kind of have the opportunity to pull us all together and will be key for communication mm-hmm. because Communication is certainly the one of the most important things when it comes to having a great culture across the organi- you know, across I your agree. organization. And anything we can do to cut down on the number of emails. <laughs> I, oh, I yes. wish we could all agree. Let's just go back to phone calls like in the Mad Men days where you came back from lunch <laughs> and someone gave you your messages and then you did your work instead of being attached to your phone constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I just so appreciate um, these are great tips and things that I know in just my experience of every organization's different but at the end of the day people want to have a voice they want to be connected and it is a challenge in a large organization where I'm still a, a year in at an organization with 500 people in different capacities and go, coming from one where there were enough I could count on one hand and I knew all of their pets names and birth dates and I knew everything about them and um, it can be hard when you're in that environment where you don't know the people you work with or you don't know um, what somebody else does in a different location so I applaud you guys for trying to find ways to address that and make everyone feel more connected yeah we have teammate Tuesdays where we recognize certain employees throughout you know anonymously select someone and you know, just give us a couple of tidbits of information about you. You know, are you, you know, about your kids, about your hobbies, about what you like to do. So that, I, yeah. I really like that because yeah, just getting to know like what people like mm-hmm. and how, um, yeah, how to work with them as a better teammate. It's yeah. the little things sometimes that you need to know to be able to make that happen. Yeah, so that came as a result of our experience team. Someone on our experience team actually had that idea. So, um, we've been doing it now probably for about a year. Um, so every Tuesday, we recognize somebody, again, just kind of random, anonymous uh, in the organization and just kind of highlight them, spotlight them for the day. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Something I've tried to do um, over at the college is knowing that we try to create a culture that's also friendly to students of all walks of life that's kind of another layer as you're thinking about culture as it relates to your customer or your user and um, I, I don't know what hit me but one day as I was home climbing over mountains of my kids toys and being like I'm getting rid of some of this because you know how the Christmas pile leads into the birthday pile and then before you know it you've got just mountains of stuff that nobody's playing with anymore I was like well I'm gonna bring some of this into work because sometimes we have students with children and there's nothing worse as a mom that's been at a counter trying to get something done with one of my kids screaming and you feel bad because they're not being quiet and you're trying to get something done and you worry that you're disrupting folks 
I went ahead and brought toys into my office so that, uh, and I had this interaction with students before where sometimes they need to bring their kids in. And mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, we value students from all walks of life. We value people from all backgrounds. But when you can say, look, we've got stuff for your, your kids here to do while you take care of what you need to do. Right. Um, trying to do these little things that that didn't cost us any money. It actually helped me clean out some stuff in the basement. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to think about those little things of if I was taking myself out of the situation, if I was on the other side of the table or I was in this employee's shoes or I was in this customer's shoes, what would I want? It doesn't always have to be a big parade or something fancy. It can just be as simple as, like, I'm trying to think of the problems you're going to run into and how I can help make that easier for you. Right, yeah. That's very, very important. Very important. Yeah, so I know you you also, you'll love this one, asked the question about communication. Another thing that we did, um, and I'm pretty sure this came from our experience team too, we did, um, we have what we call the Stall Street Journal. Um, it's on the back side oh, doors. You're right, I do love it. Of our bathroom stalls. And so if you just happen to be in the bathroom, you, you need something to pass the time while you're in there. Brilliant. There's um, a little tidbit of information. We update it periodically. You know, if we right now I think um, it's focused on a blood drive that we have coming up. So there's just information about, hey, you know, sign up for the blood drive. Um, so, you know, when we have certain initiatives going on in the credit union, we'll share those through the Stall Street Journal in the bathroom. <laughs> I love the official name. <laughs> we actually had a contest to to name it, and someone here in the credit union came up with the, the Stall Street Journal. You know, That's we had this great idea, and I don't think it ever came to fruition. You know, sometimes things That's the just thing about go. ideas, though. Sometimes yeah, they don't, or not right now. Well, you know, I'm like, we need to give an award to him for coming up with the name of the Stall Street Journal. But And the idea was to paint a plunger um, gold as kind of his trophy. And it just, we, we never got there. But <laughs> dang on it, that would have been such a great award. The golden plunger. <laughs> and I like how you even got the buy-in for the contest. Yeah. You know, you didn't just roll it out. You said, hey, we're going to do this thing. What do you want to call it? Yeah. So yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Taking yeah. advantage of that creativity that you have. Oh, we have. not even know it. <laughs> we have so much of it. Yeah, And it's just trying to find ways to, you know, to pull it, to pull that out of people. And, you know, when you have a great culture, people are definitely more open to sharing their ideas and their opinions. So, uh, you know, again, lots and lots of great ideas have just come through various uh, facets of uh, things we have going on here, whether it's the virtual suggestion box that we have where people are, you know, constantly suggesting various things for us to do or to attempt to do. Um, and again, just opening up avenues for people to share and, gener- and to share those ideas and opinions. And you have so much experience. So I'm just like, I'm hoping through osmosis that I garner some of that. But um, two questions. The first question before we close is um, your hardest day. <laughs> what did you learn from your hardest day? not just at the credit union, but in banking and in HR and in the people business, because that's what you're in. You're in the people business. So probably one of the hardest days that I had was um, just when um, some things happened at another organization. And as part of that, we had to let people go. Um, through absolutely no fault of their own. It was just kind of a downsizing um, part of, of the process. To me, that was a very, very hard day. Um, and I think you ultimately, when you walk out the door, you consider yourself very fortunate to have a job. Um, and you definitely feel a, a lot of empathy and for others and in that situation sometimes they don't always think that you do but but you do and it's hard not to to um to feel you know to feel that emotion for people so to me that was probably one of the hardest hardest days at work that I've had um it was funny because when I, I first um 
you, you all asked me to do this. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And I called somebody to get some advice. And one of the things they said to me was, you know, at one point you shared a story with me about how hard life was in general when you went through a divorce and how having a job and kind of having your own identity that was just so meaningful to you. And so when I think back even on hard times in my own personal life, I think about how fortunate I was to have a job that, again, like you said, I went into work every day and I loved it. And I was able to just kind of throw myself into my work and not think about all these other things that I had going on in my personal life um, and very fortunate to have my own identity. I wasn't known as so-and-so's wife. You know, I was known for, um, the, for, for me, for who I was. And so, you know, that, that again, kind of helped me through a really, really hard time in life through, through a divorce, which is a very hard time for anybody that's ever been in that position. That's really um, powerful, though, and I think that speaks to so many listeners of ours, male and female, to say, I, I may have this other thing going on in another area of my life, but I know I can come to a workplace that has a healthy culture and, and feel good, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And for a little while, be in my own superpower at whatever I do. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, and, and again, it's what gave me strength, right? I mean, going into work and having that opportunity again to be part of something that was, that, you know, that was incredible. Um, and, you know, you have this whole mess going on over here. <laughs> but trying again. And not a lot not, of control. Yeah. There's not a lot of control there. Yeah. So not yeah. to focus, not to focus on that. Um, but, but having the opportunity to go to work every day and to, to be my best and to give, you know, to, um, to prove that I was deserving of being there and I was, and I could do this on my own. That was my biggest thing was I can do this on my own. I can, I can make it on my own. Um, and you know, that gives you a lot of power when, um, when you are able to ultimately do that. Uh, you know, I had two kids, you know, so having to balance work and kids and all these things going on, um, it was it was difficult. But again, I was very grateful to have my career and the support of great coworkers where I was at the time to get through all that. So it really does foster self confidence, and also I think it gives empathy is invaluable. And I'm still working on it. But it's like the more you experience like that and you come through, I think we're all able in business to to look at things more objectively, mm-hmm. um, and to look at things with a different lens. Mm-hmm. Because we've been to some unfortunate places, too. Right, right. Well, to counter that, my last question, Megan may have more questions, but... I'm just soaking up because, <laughs> well, I think it, what I, where my mind went from that experience, too, is how lucky we are in terms of the women we've gotten to talk to with this podcast and the experience that, that Holly and I, that you've, we've gotten to share together, is as you surround yourself with a better understanding of challenges that people face that I hate to say, but that are real problems and that aren't an inconvenience. And sometimes it can get frustrating at work when we all have inconveniences. We all have that person that you emailed and they didn't email you back and now you got to hunt them down or that coworker who didn't tell you something that would have been nice to know. And um, I think sometimes I've, I've worked with negative people who you see get so stuck on these things that are inconveniences Mm -hmm. and I think in many ways we're blessed that we've gotten to hear and I appreciate you Jill sharing your challenges with us and when you hear stories like some of the folks Megan Cable and her family just keeps coming to mind as somebody that we're thinking of and praying for and uh, you know just challenges that at the end of the day I can't imagine having a a real problem on the level of the things that they've had to go through and it just gives some perspective that hopefully makes us minor inconveniences during the work day uh, just a little bit more bearable where we can say yeah it was annoying but I'm moving forward I'm not gonna um, get negative I'm not gonna spread that around because uh, we're all really lucky in many ways and we don't always stop to recognize how 
truly blessed we are in many ways. Right. I'm glad you laid that out. I'm going to have to think about it differently now. You've given me a new way to think about it. Inconveniences <laughs> and real problems. Yeah. And being able to boss lady through those things and see them and say, I'm going to sleep on that before I go and nail my coworker or talk bad behind them. You know what I'm saying? Or gossip about them or that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes to like... Just sleep on it. And, I and, find myself even saying to like to Philip, he's my um, person when I get frustrated. I'll be like, can you believe this? And, oh, and then we call it low-level grumbling. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you've got 10 minutes of low-level grumbling. Yes, Enjoy I've said, it. Say and then we're stopwatch because I, and I do not do this in the workplace. I mean, no, I think no, no. being negative in the workplace, I, I, people that are like, oh, I need someone to vent at work and to understand, like, no, it is so toxic. Don't do it. But don't it is it. okay to have that person that you'd be like, I can't can't believe this worked out this way and um what's good is is I hear myself I've kind of trained myself that as I'm I'm low level grumbling uh to also listen to what I'm saying and then kind of to state really just the facts of like well I'm mad because this person didn't recognize what I'd done or fill in the blank of like really what the core issue is and sometimes when you just say it that way you're like so they didn't read my mind and didn't just know I wanted them to you have just this like there's the emotion taken out of it and when you just say like these are the yeah. facts of what happened after you've gotten through your grumble session um you realize like there's a lot of side stories this isn't all a personal attack I you just get some perspective and I think mm-hmm. back to like yeah is this a real problem or not like there are uh, the things that the women that in our friend circle are dealing with or um gosh you know we haven't solved world hunger yet like we got some real problems to worry about the fact that this person didn't return an email within 24 hours, gosh, probably not something we need to devote a whole lot of energy to worrying right. about. And it's probably right. not about me or you yes. or anyone It's not else. a personal slight that they're sitting slight. around deciding, how can I make <laughs> Megan's day more difficult? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. we got other problems. That let's put some energy into those. Or like Phyllis says, you're not that important. Yes, I always say, please tell me I'm not that important. And that's 99% of the time, no, this is not about you. Get over it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm putting that in my boss lady bank. Okay, so inconvenience. You're important to me, versus, but most of yes. the time, none of us is that important. <laughs> so inconveniences versus real problems. And I know this will end up in the blog too, right? Because yeah. I love the blogs. We just did one, um, and that's actually the post of the of it's coming out. Our subscribers um, already have gotten it, but um, the most recent one is about, has some undertones of this conversation. Um, the universe is trying to send me a message because everything I'm hearing right now is um, trying to stay motivated even though you don't see change happening. And that's really hard. I, I'm str- I think I've been struggling with that and then just kind of manifesting um, all of the, the things I felt like I was seeing and um, found that topic. Usually topics, I kind of wait till the end of the month and I always know something is going to yes. rear its head that this is what it's supposed to be. And this month it was like this. I feel like I at least need to focus on how to get through those moments because if you're doing big things, which I think is what all of us want to be part of, it's really hard to stay motivated sometimes. Yes. And again, it's, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. No. Uh, there's a lot to be said for the patience that has to be involved when you want to see change happen. Yeah. So. That means you have uh, to have a plan yeah. for when you're going to get mad, which is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, like, in six months. Yes. <laughs> nobody has given me an Oscar yet for this yeah. amazing work. And how many times <laughs> have you said, and I think I've, you know, once I get past this project, oh, it's just, this, it's all going to be good. I'm going to. You know, I'll be able to kind of take a break. But then, I mean, you never get to that point, which is why I think I've really embraced the just enjoy the journey because, yeah. well, and, and I don't think you can ever say you've reached a destination. I mean, we're, you know, I, and I keep saying we're on this journey. We're trying to change culture. We're trying, you know, I'm trying to save the world. I'm trying, you know, but again, I don't think you can ever say that you've reached a destination because if you if you get there and you stop, then everybody else just passes you right by. So you just, you have to keep going and keep, keep pushing. And so it's just a constant kind of that dog chasing its tail or that hamster in that wheel. (laughs) Well, I saw on social media somewhere recently, it said, um, adulting is basically just saying, next week should be a little quieter yeah. until you die. Until you die, <laughs> Because I feel like we all, I don't know. Well, least, in August, things will slow yes, down. Yes, I'm so not yeah. even saying that anymore because it's all lies it's and lies. it's just never going to happen. It is, that's what I'm saying. I can't tell you how many times I've said that myself. Like, if I can just get past this point, if I can just get past the stressful point, but then there's another stressful point that 
you know, that's just right around the corner. And so, again, you just you have to just keep muddling through and and enjoy and and you know, and it's not always easy, but I mean, it's you just have to. I guess enjoy it while you can and enjoy the ride well you get the last word enjoy your mom so you know (laughs) how how often does this happen you've talked a lot about other people because I can tell you really care about other people this last question is about you and it's about your best day what made you feel so good or so powerful or so when you came into work and your your sense of purpose was just at at an unimaginable level I know this. Let Hopefully me tomorrow when she's done having to worry about this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think any day where you feel like you've accomplished a goal, those are the really, really good days, right? That, you know, you kind of leave the office and you're like, wow, I really accomplished something today. I did a great job. I, you know, but, and again, I know you said not making this about other people, but um, I get a lot of motivation from others. I get a lot of energy from others. Some of my best days have been just going out um, to our branches or into other departments here at the credit union even and sitting down with other employees and just having conversations. And I leave there and I'm so energized because they've energized me. Like they've, uh, you know, I'll give a perfect example. One day I went uh, to on, on post to our office at Pershing and had four meetings in one day that one day. Um, so you're making our yes, four <laughs> different meetings with our um, member services department because there's a lot of employees in there. And so we had to kind of break, you know, they're like our mm-hmm. call center. So we have to break them out. So there's not so many off the phones. And I'm not going to lie, I said that, and I had a meeting earlier that morning in Brandenburg, too. Um, I woke up that morning and thought, oh, my gosh, I am so dreading this day. This is going to be awful. Like, five meetings in one day, just sitting around talking to people. That day, at the end of the day, when I left, I was so energized by just sitting down and having the opportunity to talk to others. You know, I normally listen to, to talk radio on my ride home. I, I was I was so in I turned my radio up, I was singing, I had a full blown concert of myself singing on the car ride home. I was just so so energetic I and I <laughs> I'm one of those like in the car yes. dance party people. So next time you're feeling that way you, you need to like call each other and yeah. like put on the same song and we can just be like headbanging. Yes, like, yeah. I mean together. like songs and, and I think I, I even looked it up maybe on my Spotify or somewhere. I'm, the uh, whole sing, songs that you can sing to in the shower total on I mean it was a it was on. I had a concert all the way home. And it, it was just this le- this energy that I had that I had just gotten from everybody else. And I couldn't wait to get home and send an email about how incredible my day was. And to, you know, to just basically say, you know, it w- I just, I felt so much energy. One of those where you're them. like, I can't believe someone's paying me to do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love yes. having those moments where you're like, this is but, awesome. But I think what was so incredible about that was I, how much I directed. It. I mean, like how much I just got up that morning and thought this is just going to be the longest day and it turned out to be the best day. So, I mean, sometimes you just don't know what life is going to bring. This Boss Lady Coaching podcast episode is produced in part by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union. People helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org. Enjoy free tools at bethebosscoaching.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching. All podcast content is property of Megan Stiff, Holly Sexton, and podcast guests. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.